if you're like me, you've dreamt of becoming an accomplished musician and the satisfaction it can bring you. But there's hidden traps in the path to creating a musician's dream sound placed by ill-informed tutors and some online and real-world educators. We are forced to answer hard questions like how to grow as amateur musicians using time learning our craft intelligently, or how to achieve pristine musical sound quality without sacrificing wasted dollars. Finally, those questions and more can be answered after 20 years of research, trial and error. Follow this podcast while I expose missing pieces of the musical puzzle to take you from hours of musical frustration to feeling the excitement of musical excellence. You can join the journey on musicsecretsexposed.com I'm your host Sylvia and you're listening to the Music Secrets Exposed podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in. As I record this podcast, it is the end of February 2021. Over the next three to four episodes, I'm going to present a super short crash course on classical music and the most important periods that any musician should be aware of, in my opinion. Today, I want to focus on Baroque music and why it is an important style to know about. And I will talk about probably the single one most famous composer of that period. We still play his music in many forms today. Do you know this piece? Let's take a listen. called the Brandenburg Concerto, written by Johann Sebastian Bach, a composer from Germany. We'll talk about the composer later. This period lasted between 1600 and 1750 approximately, and it came after the Renaissance period when there was a lot of division in religious circles in Germany you may know about the Reformation. The Reformation took place in Martin Luther's period back in the Renaissance. Following on from the Renaissance, we have the Baroque period. And if you do a search for Baroque period architecture on Google, you will see very ornate buildings with incredible detail. You might see pictures of huge organs in churches 
with um, so much detail, you would sit down and observe it for 30 minutes just to see all the detail. Now, music of this period emulated this style and reflected this style. As I said in an earlier podcast, what you find with music in general is that what happens in society will reflect itself in the style of music presented at that period. Now, the the big thing that happened in the Brock period was that um, it was regarded as the golden age of organ building and Bach was one of the key characters or most important figures concerning this. He would have written a lot of music for organ and also harpsichord. The piano had not been created yet. The piano was created during the classical period, which I'll talk of probably in the next episode. Now, what you will find the main find the main features of Brock music would include melodies that are very, very ornamental. You know, you'll hear lots of very um, detailed twirls in in small little phrases. The forms of music that were written in that period were complex, meaning that there was a lot of parts to a particular piece of music to understand. And one example of that is the fugue. The texture is often described as contrapuntal in Brock music, meaning that melodies, many melodies at times are weaved together. And you get this, as I mentioned earlier, kind of like a splendid um, sound, which in the Brandenburg Concerto, which I played earlier, um, if you listen to it carefully, you might hear one instrument, then a second instrument comes in, then a third instrument comes in. And by the time they all merge together, it's very complex and full sounding. Now, what's happening in our current day regarding Baroque music in general is that some composers today in our day are taking uh, styles like jazz or styles like the Beatles or music from Michael Jackson, like the Jackson Five, and they're merging it with some of Bach's music. And it's actually quite interesting to listen to. If you go into YouTube and you type in just a phrase, Bach meets, and you do a search in that, you will see um, people or musicians like the piano guys coming up with um, their famous rendition of Bach meeting the Jackson Five and Uptown Funk, also known as crossover music. Another composer that's interesting to listen to on YouTube is a guy named John Bayless. And what he has done, he has merged Bach's music with the Beatles. In other words, he might have chosen a, th a main theme of one of Bach's pieces um, that would have been originally written either for organ or harpsichord and merged it with one of those well-known Beatles piece, pieces like Yesterday, Let It Be and more. Um, another interesting composer or just I'd say just general musician that's actually quite interesting to watch is a guy called Peter Jansen and he has taken some very Cuban style music, uh, played a Bach theme and got Cuban percussion backing the Bach theme that he's playing. Now, some of you may not know what a harpsichord is. A harpsichord um, is a very ornate looking instrument in the shape usually of a baby grand piano, something similar. 
Um, usually they're very colorful instruments to look at. And the mechanism differs from the piano because what happens is when you press a key on a harpsichord, it actually, the mechanism plucks a string rather with the piano where you've got a hammer that hits the string. So you've got this very unique plucking sound. It's a little bit like if you play guitar and you pluck the guitar, well, harpsichord does that en masse um, using the keyboard as the uh, mechanism to make that happen. Now, let's uh, look at the composer himself, Johann Sebastian Bach. He was born in 1685 and he died in 1750. And he was an orphan at the age of 10. His parents died. Um, so he had an elder brother who worked in a church who was an organ builder and he adopted Bach at the time. So Bach was heavily influenced by his brother. Um, that led him, I'm not going to go into too much detail because you can find all this information on Google, but that led him to becoming part of um, a church choir. And when his voice broke, then he moved into other areas of music. He had a fantastic knowledge of, of keyboard instruments specifically. And the developments that we now see with piano, really when we go back in history, they're indebted to what his work was all about. He had an staggering output of compositions. For example, he wrote uh, what many pianists might have tried to play would be preludes and fugues, 48 preludes and fugues. They're well-known pieces of music that if you do piano and you do more advanced exams, you probably will meet his pieces. They're actually quite challenging to play too. They, they are very contrapuntal. They're very detailed. Um, he was heavily uh, influenced also by the religious uh, churches in Germany as well during his lifespan. But he, at one point in his life, he did move away from that and he went more into secular music. Now, at the time in Germany, society back then was very governed by monarchies. So what we have now in our world is completely a world apart from what would have been happening back then. Um, there were lots of princes and, you know, kings and queens and all of that. And they would have employed musicians like Bach to work for them and to create music because they had these big balls, which that if you watch a Jane Austen movie like Pride and Prejudice, you will see a ball in a big house and there had to be musicians ready and willing to play for such events. And they were usually employed by these wealthy monarchs. And that's how many musicians worked for these people. And they also had a very strong um, input into church music as well and playing the organ, being part of choirs and you know writing hymns and maybe taking secular music from what was happening in that period and then turning it into religious music also some composers would have done now that's a very very summarized brief introduction to what baroque music is and i strongly suggest that you go over to youtube and you just listen to some of Bach's music just type in js Bach listen to some of his music and you will see videos that are put together to help people study, to act as backing music while you're studying, and also to see how it merges with more contemporary forms. I often think that um, there is so much incredible detail in Bach's music that our lives move so fast. It has been mentioned that our lives move 40 times faster than 
life was back in the 1600s through 1700s. And I often think that they had a lot more time back then to create this incredible detail um, to produce amazing works. And I wonder, do we have that skill now that life moves so quick? Um, so it's a good question to think about, I think. Anyway, go over to YouTube, dig around for Bach, enjoy his music. And one of his most famous pieces is the Brandenburg Concerto. And if you're really into Baroque music for piano, you can listen to his 48 Preludes and Fugues. And there's many more besides. Enjoy. Many have come up to me and asked, Sylvia, let me ask you a question. I've started learning music, but I am stuck. I can't get the sound I dream of. I've spent time and a lot of cash. I'm so frustrated. Or a parent has often asked me, I have a child who is not getting the results that we expected. I've invested a lot of dollars in music tutors and musical equipment. I'm so unsure. What can I do? My answer? Sign up for a free webinar at musicsecretsexposed.com where I'll walk you through what you can do to get you or your child on the best musical path right away. My greatest joy is to save you heartache and frustration and replace it with the best musical version of you. Don't delay, capacity is limited. Open a tab and let's get you started at musicsecretsexposed.com.